Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with more of our 30th anniversary celebration. This week, featuring guests from our 2002 season, including Billy Bragg, Midnight Oil, Indigo Girls, Jane Sibbery, J.J. Kale, and more. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, here comes our host, Nick Forster. Thanks, Helen. Welcome, everybody, to E-Town. I am feeling like a cross between an archaeologist and a treasure hunter these days, digging around and looking for hidden gems. There are so many beautiful moments in the E-Town archives, and as Helen mentioned, we're taking a deeper look this week at our 2002 season. As we explore, we came across moments that we shared, songs that we played with people who aren't around anymore, some legends, heroes even. J.J. Kale is one of those whose influence is huge and ongoing, and his first visit to E-Town is coming up in just a bit. Others will be featured throughout the show, of course, are still at it, writing, recording, and touring when there isn't a crazy pandemic going on, including Beth Thornton, who was on the show live with J.J. Kale. She'll be following J.J. in this first segment, but up first... It's the first visit from the Indigo Girls, just a duet, Amy and Emily. But man, what a duet it is. They're playing, they're singing, they're songwriting. There's nobody like them. Here they are, on stage at E-Town from back in 2002, the Indigo Girls. Thank you. God, what a great radio show. This is a great show. Yeah. We're honored to be on it. I don't know why it took so long for us to make it here, but here we are anyway. Yeah. It's been a great night. Well, I guess that I was lonely. That's why I called you on the phone. Cause in a moment of forgiveness, I didn't want to be alone. Guess it I was willing more than I ever was before. Cause in a moment of forgiveness, I come and knocking at your door. Baby, I woke up crying last night just to realize that you were gone. Zipping to Tell me now, when are you gonna come home? Well, I guess that I was hoping that you finally understand. And in a moment of forgiveness, you reach out and take my hand. Save you the trouble, baby Give you a little peace of mind Well, I 
J.J. Kale. I like the fact that, uh, I mean, it sure sounds like you, just hear you play. Sounds like you. And we're all products of where we grew up and what we listened to. I wonder if you could uh, help us get a tiny little picture of what Tulsa might have been like as you were growing up. It's just a regular Midwestern Oklahoma kind of prairie kind of a town, you know. Oil business was real big then, you know, in Tulsa. I kind of think of Tulsa in those times as being a Western swing place, just because we used to get to hang around with Leon McAuliffe and some of those guys that... All those guys live there. Bob Wills uh, was from Texas, but uh, he migrated up to... There's, a, there's a, a club there. It's actually not a club. It's a big dance hall called Kane's Ballroom. And Bob Wills used to play there all the time, and then Leon McAuliffe was uh, his steel guitar player, and uh, all the musicians all kind of lived there in uh, Tulsa. And it was Western swing music. It was real big in the 40s and, uh, and through the 50s. And is that what you started playing when you started out? Yeah, I just kind of play anything, you know, I could get somebody to pay me for, you know. I played Western Swing and then rock and roll come along and we also did jazz and pop and blues and that kind of stuff. And uh, were you writing songs back then? No, I started off just a guitar player. I played in a million different bands and uh, I think the singer quit one night and I had to start singing and I went, oh no, you know. <laughs> playing the guitar is great, singing's another deal. And, uh, and then I, I ended up in L.A. And I knew that if I was going to be the world's greatest guitar player, I was never going to make any money. I decided that the, um, the living was to be made in songwriting, and uh, yeah. I've been real lucky there. Yeah, I'll say. Um, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody knows about the Eric Clapton uh, covers, but I was just looking at a list. This is just like a short list of some of the people that have covered your songs. Chet Atkins, Bobby Blue Bland, Freddie King, Clarence Gatemouth Brown, Johnny Cash, Dr. Hook, Leonard Skinner, Johnny Rivers, Santana, The Seldom Seen, Widespread Panic, Maria Moldar, Waylon Jennings. I mean, this is just, this is a big list. Are there any covers that you're particularly fond of? Uh, yeah, there's several. I, I wrote a song called Cajun Moon, and, and uh, for some reason, yeah, for some reason, other the ladies like that, and I've had several, uh, Sissy Houston, which is Whitney Houston's mother, and... Uh, Maria Mulder cut it, and uh, a couple other people cut it, yeah. It, uh, I always liked their versions. I never liked mine, but uh, the people who covered it, I always went, all right, you yeah. know. You have, as I said in the beginning, kind of done things at your own pace mm -hmm. and not exactly chosen the uh, path of stardom and being up front all the time. Mm -hmm. How's that worked out for you? It's worked out pretty good. I can uh, go down to the local direct store, and people don't come up and want me to uh, want an autograph. I kind of figured out, what, when I was a real young fellow, I played with a bunch of uh, rock and roll people who were very famous, and then I had no privacy at all. I mean, they'd go to eat, and they couldn't eat, and then I went, I don't really want to do that, so I kind of disguised 
the whole deal for many years. Well, let me ask you about that, too, because there have been times where you just didn't go out and play at all, maybe five, six, seven years at a time. Right. I retire from time. I'm kind of like Frank Sinatra. I retire, you know, and then I go, oh, well, I think I'll go out and play some gigs, you know. And so uh, you have a live record, and you're out playing some live shows and Mm -hmm. and, uh, just kind of mixing it up. You're doing them largely solo or... I play some solo gigs. Started off playing solo, and uh, and the younger crowd started coming in, and they wanted to rock and roll. So I started adding musicians, and uh, before it got through, I got nine musicians, and those so we can kind of rock and roll a little bit. Well, I have to tell you, it's a pleasure to get to hear you play. Your guitar playing really is what's so cool for me is that the way you play guitar, it's not exactly like the way you phrase as a singer, but no. it sounds a lot like someone might sing. Turns out, some it would be somebody other than you, but uh, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> But it's, uh, but it's a remarkable uh, kind of lyric way of playing that's just so great. You kind of remind us all that this laid back is okay. It's really okay. I appreciate you stopping by. All right. Well, thank you. Thank Get you. back to music once again. Welcome back to E-Town. J.J. Kale. I've had nothing but the blues since I heard your name. No more, and no more blues a day. And no more, and no more blues a day. I've had nothing but the blues since you came my way. But the blues since you came along Low down, low down, dirty shame Low down, low down, dirty shame I had nothing but the blues since I heard your name Mr. J.J. Kale. Got Christine Lakeland, Rocky Frisco, Walt Richmond, Don White, Don Preston, James Cruz, Jimmy Karsting, David Teagarden, Bill Raffensperger. Mr. J.J. Kale. 
So Nick's going to be playing steel on this song. That was for all the people on the radio who don't know. Into my house last night, I couldn't help but notice a light that was longer, still burning strong. You were sitting, your fingers like fuses, your eyes were cinnamon. And you said you stood for every known abuse that was ever threatened to anyone but you. And don't I wish I knew better by now when I'm old?
Thank you very much. That's Beth Orton, along with a friend, Ted Barnes. Thank you, Beth Orton. We will be back with a visit from former senator from Colorado, Mark Udall, plus lots of live music from our 2002 season after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. We are back. Here is part of my conversation with the former senator who understood the urgency of climate change pretty well when this visit to E-Town took place almost 20 years ago. First, I want to tell you that, uh, as most of you know, it's not easy being a politician these days. It's important work, but it's not easy work. It's probably harder than ever to be a public servant, to be inspired by uh, your love of country, your commitment to democracy, and then... You know, you get raked over the coals in the campaigns and you spend a ton of time raising money and only to find out that it's harder than you thought if you do get elected. So it's tough. And unfortunately, a ton of good people don't even try because of the fact that it is tough. But our next guest has it in his blood. He's been doing a great job. His cousin is a congressman from New Mexico. His grandfather was chief justice of the Arizona Supreme Court. His uncle was secretary of the interior for Presidents Kennedy and Johnson. And his dad spent 30 years in the House of Representatives. We're very happy to have him with us. Please welcome to E-Town, Congressman Mark Udall. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, first of all, we all have a greater sense of conflicts in the world these days than we used to for a variety of reasons, most of them not such great reasons. And since so many of them seem to be connected to energy issues, particularly oil, I thought maybe you, given your role in Congress, could speak a little bit about our national energy policy. And in the end, energy is about freedom. And I think if you trace any of the challenges we face in the world and any of the opportunities that we have, they all come back to energy. And if we can get more affordable, environmentally conscious energy into the hands of the two billion people that don't even have electricity in the world, we're going to have a more peaceful world, we're going to create jobs, and we're going to do a better job of protecting the environment. Um, I want to ask you about this issue of patriotism. To talk about renewable energy at a time like this seems to me to be uh, in some ways a very patriotic thing to say. You're talking about making us less dependent on foreign oil, you're talking about stimulating our economy, you're talking about research and development that could ultimately be spread throughout the planet that could be a very responsible f way for us to uh, basically protect the future for our children and their children and so on. And yet it doesn't seem like that's the good American thing to do these days, and I just don't understand that. I saw a cartoon recently. There was a big SUV with an American flag in the rear window, and then there was a smaller energy-efficient car that said conserve, and underneath 
the cartoonist said, who's the true patriot? You make a very, very good point. Oil is a magnet for conflict. If we were able to free ourselves from that dependence, the benefits would be immeasurable. Each one of you here tonight and each one of the listeners can make a difference in your own habits, and that's going to help change our policies and move us towards this uh, realizing of the vision of a world that's based on renewable energy and energy efficiency technologies. It's really exciting. I just get so fired up about it. You all yeah. got to help me out. Yeah, and the technology is here. It's here. Yeah. The technology right is here. Now. You know, if I could say one other thing, Nick, there are a lot of incredible people who serve in our military, and one of the things that the military is doing, much like they did in the Second World War, is developing new technologies because we need a military that's more robust, more agile, more quick-moving. And in order to do that, they can't have long supply lines based on the use of oil or traditional fossil fuels. If our armed forces have photovoltaic cells and hydrogen fuel cells and all these new technologies, they can do their jobs more effectively. So I look to the military to actually help us crack this uh, challenge we face in developing a new energy regime. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, yeah. In case you just joined us, uh, our guest here is Congressman Mark Udall. We're talking about uh, energy use in its many forms. Um, you talk about this symbol, this Chinese symbol for crisis, as being uh, representing two different things. Why don't you tell us about that? As we... The Chinese uh, have a symbol for crisis, and it's made up of two sub-symbols. One suggests danger, and the other suggests opportunity. And we are clearly at a point in our world and in our lives where there, we face a crisis or crises on a number of fronts. I look for the opportunities that a crisis presents us. And the energy arena is one shining example of that. We could bring democracy, we could bring economic opportunity, we can bring educational opportunities to all of the people in the world that don't have those opportunities right now. And if we do that, then people can embrace their dreams and their hopes rather than their fears and their hatreds. And uh, that's what motivates me. I really appreciate the chance to come yeah. on, Nick. And Thank you, Mark. Love what you're doing. Congressman Mark Udall. Thank you, Mark Udall, who had 10 years in Congress and six years in the Senate fighting for renewable energy and open space. Speaking of politicians who get it, Peter Garrett, the lead singer with the band Midnight Oil, was also a committed environmentalist who was elected to the Australian House of Representatives for the Labor Party. Here he is with his largely acoustic version of his band and their classic song, When Midnight Oil Visited E-Town back in 2002.
Zillman, Rob Hurst, Jim Maggini, and Martin Rotzi. Midnight Oil. Coming up next is one of the most haunting performances in the E-Town archives. It's a song by Jane Sibri that also featured Greg Leese and Bill Frizzell, along with me and Helen and our house band. Helen does a great job of singing harmony. Turn this one up. It's that special. Here's Jane Sibri. We're going to end with a song called Calling All Angels, and it'd be most wonderful if you would join in, if you feel like it, and uh, make a joyful sound with us. And the lovely Helen's going to join me on vocals. And the lovely band's going to join me on uh, instruments. <laughs> Just make sure you're playing the right ones. Guitar, bass. Okay, good. <laughs> Santa Maria, Santa Teresa, Santa Anna, Santa Susanna, Santa Cecilia, 
Santa Capilia, Santo Dominica, Mary Angelica, Freder Ashad, Freder Pietro, Julianus, Petronilla, Santa Santos, Miroslav Vladimir, and all the rest.
Thank you all very much. Thank you to Etam for having me here. Safe travels to all of you. Jane Sibri from Toronto, Canada. Bill Frizzell and Greg Lee sitting in. Long time ago, I started calling up a bunch of friends to tell them about this new radio show that Helen and I were putting together and our first season when we really didn't know what we were doing was made up entirely of people who came by just to help us get started. The very first show to hit the air uh, featured our next guest. So please welcome back a real friend to E-Town along with his small band, Mr. Lyle Lovett. Thank you very much. It's such a, a thrill to be part of E-Town's 10th anniversary show. I, I, it's, it just doesn't seem like 10 years ago that we did the first show. It's hard to believe that E-Town is actually 10 years older because I know for sure that I'm not uh, 10 years old. I like cream in my coffee And I like to, to sleep late on Sunday And nobody knows me like my baby And I like eggs over easy Flower tortillas, and nobody knows me like my baby. And nobody holds me, and nobody knows me, and nobody knows. But it was a dream made daughter 
James Gilmer on percussion, Victor Cross on the bass, John Hagen on the cello, Lyle Levitt, guitar and vocals. We'll be back with more from E-Town's 2002 season after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KRSC in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on WCLZ in Portland, Maine, and on KVNF in Montrose and Paonia, Colorado. As always, if you'd like more information about any of our guests, you want to find out more about what we're up to here at E-Town, lots of information is available at etown.org. Up next, we've got four fiddle players. Well, three fiddle players and a cello player. The band is called Fiddlers Four. They will be followed by the West Coast hard-to-define band called Marley's Ghost. And after that, we'll have a chat and a song from Billy Bragg as we continue our visit to our 2002 season right here in E-Town. Thank you. 
Michael Doucet, Bruce Molsky, Daryl Anger, Rashad Eggleston on the cello. Whoa! We have a West Coast spiritual song from our friend Mark Graham. Well, like, like it's a totally new age, sort of a California West Coast spiritual song, you know? <laughs> but in that old Appalachian style. I've done lots of spiritual healing. I'm in touch with all my feelings. I've read palms and read the stars of kings and queens. And I hate to bum you out, but you have, without a doubt, the ugliest aura this poor boy's ever seen. I can see your aura, and it's ugly. Your spirit must be rotten to the core. To a new age guy like me, you just bring pain and misery. So darling, I can't love you anymore. <laughs> In some life before you've murdered people by the score, your evil is so totally complete. All good from you is gone. You are darkness with no dawn. Either that or you are eating too much meat. I can see your aura and it's ugly. Your spirit must be rotten to the core. To a new age guy like me, you just bring pain and misery. So darling, I can't love you anymore. Thanks very much. That's Marley's Ghost. Billy Bragg. It's good to have you back. It's been a long time. It's season. lovely, lovely yeah. to be here. And uh, thank you very much for the welcome. It's... Uh, I feel uh, very much at home here. I've got a nice cup of tea. And, uh, and my, my hotel room couldn't be more English-looking. It's in a fine old local hotel. Um, I want to talk just a little bit about the title of your new record. Yeah. English Half English. It's kind of an interesting little line about things that are perceived as English but maybe aren't entirely, or nationalism or boundaries. Yeah. Or... I mean, it's, I think the issue of identity is very, very important in the 21st century. I also happen to think identity is purely personal. It's what you think you are rather than what someone tells you you are. And yet at the same time, these ideas of national identity are bandied about. And there's a situation now in the United States of America where it's possible that people can be accused of being un-American. Yet, I don't think anyone has actually defined what it means to be American. Mm -hmm. So how you can be un-American, I don't know. And I guess, I guess if people did, if they did try to define it, it would begin with the Constitution and the right to freedom of speech and self-expression. Are they the great or, or, American things that I think of? Or maybe the revolution is where you would start, you know, before the Constitution. You know. Well, it's funny you should mention that because the next line after the line you quoted is me saying that, you know, I, I try to keep 
the lid on my disappointment because cynicism is such a cop-out. And I think that in the 21st century, if we want to make a better society, our enemy is not capitalism or conservatism, but cynicism. I think that's the great enemy of trying to build a better world because cynics have all the answers and they're all the worst answers. They think the worst of other people, they think the worst of community, they think the worst of anybody who wants to try and make the world a better place. So cynicism, I think that's the great danger in the 21st century. But what's the inverse of cynicism? Hopefulness? Yeah. I think the inverse is engagement, becoming engaged. And in a country like yours, as we're mine, where the participation in democracy is falling, Events, the question mark over the last election, whatever the truth was, the, 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 just the question mark itself asked people, well, you know, is it worth turning up to vote? In my country, you know, we have similar problems with fallout and it's all down to cynicism. So that's something I think it's really worth constantly combating. Now I should point out that... Uh, None of this can be broadcast. Thank you. That's OK. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> OK. All right. Well, Billy Bragg, it's always a pleasure. And, Thank uh, you. And you got a tune picked out you're going to do just with Chris? I am, it? yeah. It's a, a song uh, that I wrote. I'm a great, uh, a huge fan of uh, soul music, American soul music. I was just in Detroit, actually, on tour, and I made my pilgrimage to uh, West Grand Boulevard, where the Motown uh, studios were. And um, this is a song about the redemption, the joy and redemption of soul music. Uh, but if there ever was a town that needed a bit of redemption right now, it was Detroit. So I send this out to them with love. It means a lot to me. This is a song called The Tears of My Tracks. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm down, but I'm not out. But Lord, I'm hurting. I'm down, but I'm not out. But I feel blue. You know that I'm down, but I'm not out. But Lord, I'm hurting. I'm down, but I'm not out. But I feel blue. I sold all my vinyl yesterday Had a boot sale out on the highway And now my room is full of fresh air So I'm down, but I'm not out But Lord, I'm hurting I'm down, I'm not out But I feel blue Somebody owns all my albums now They probably don't even wonder How my name got written on the sleeves So I'm down, but I'm not out But Lord, I'm hurting I'm down, but I'm not out But I feel blue I opened the window I let in the sun My record collection has ended For someone else it's just begun And I'm down but I'm not out But Lord I'm hurting I'm down but I'm not out 
but I feel blue. You know that I'm down, but I'm not out. But Lord, I'm hurting. I'm down, but I'm not out. But I feel blue. Yeah, I need you to sing with me now. Me first, me first. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 You've been rehearsing. They've been rehearsing, haven't they? Ladies and gentlemen, Chris on the bass, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Billy Bragg and Marley's Ghost and Fiddler's Four. We are going to try to squeeze in another song from J.J. Kale because it was just so great having him on the E-Town stage. Here he is with his classic. We're going to let it all hang out After midnight We're going to chuck a love and shout Hey, we're going to call talking suspicion Give an exhibition We're going to find out what it is all about After midnight We're going to let it all hang out After midnight, we're gonna shake your tambourine. Hey, after midnight, it's gonna be peaches and cream. Yeah, we're gonna go talk and suspicion. Give an exhibition. We're gonna find out what it is all about. After midnight, we're gonna let it on. Suspicion, give an exhibition. We're gonna find out what it is all about. After midnight, we're gonna let it all I'll play your dobro, man. Exhibition. 
J.J. Kale on stage at E-Town. Such a thrill. We've got time for one more song. I want to thank all of our guests this week, and of course, a special thanks to our production team, Donna Giardina, Todd Ayers, Zach Littlefield, and especially Helen Forster. All right, we're going to leave you with a song. It's a finale from a show we did with Big Head Todd and the Monsters and Phil Roy. It's a Stevie Wonder song. Helen gets to sing with Phil. It's just a great feeling song. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Like a long, lonely stream I keep running towards a dream Moving on Moving on Like a branch on a tree I keep reaching to This is a production of E-Town. All right, everybody, that's the way it was in 2002, almost 20 years ago. We will continue to celebrate our vast archives in the weeks to come. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.